Hello and welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, Joe Monday, as always, but I have a very special guest with me tonight. You might know him from his big, beautiful boy, but you also might know him as St. Cola. How you doing, man? Doing great. How about you, Joe? Uh, pretty good. Uh, the the dryness, it's within that time of, of winter. Uh, Pittsburgh winter comes on thick and fast in that there's about one good, there's like maybe five good days of fall and then everything turns gray and then it'll snow here and there and then it'll get like up to 70 degrees and then it'll get back down to 32 like the very next day. Uh, but in that whole time, it's all very dry. And I was talking about this before, but my eyes are just like, they feel they're so dry. They're like raisins inside my skull. And it is bothersome, a little bothersome. That's how I am. How are you? You know, I'm actually a little uh, exhausted. I came home from my locals last night at like 12 o'clock. Mm. Um, I actually did commentary for like the first time, like for Street Fighter Five. Word. And that is like one of the... Uh, I, I have I've always had respect for commentary or people who do commentary, <laughs> but man, when you're in the seat and sometimes when you're by yourself and when you it's like your first Ooh, that's time, rough. that's rough. But I got the taste for it and I want more. Like I want to do this more. So mm-hmm. it was a fun experience. No, I can understand that. Like specifically being by yourself, and this is something that people who have never commentated before or been in front of a mic don't understand. But that moment when nothing is happening what do you talk about shifting back and forth in neutral you can only say that so many times like <laughs> yeah getting his space ready yeah he's he's looking for something and like that's the other part is that when it's not top level play the meta isn't obvious as to what someone may or may not be looking for uh it, right. it's this weird thing where it's actually like Mid-level play is actually kind of really hard to talk about unless you just specifically shoot for, uh, well, here's like the mechanics of what is happening here. Or if they are kind of doing that shuffle back and forth, you kind of have to call it out at it as like, well, they're jockeying for space at distances that neither of them can compete with. So I don't know why one's not going in or just like call them out on their own bullshit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so they're running the clock out, I guess. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of weird, but uh I do want to talk about I like to start the show anytime I have a guest. Uh I like to start the show with whatever they've got going on. I want to hear your pitch of like what is what are you doing within the FGC or just in life in general? What do you what do you have on the table? What are you bringing to Thanksgiving? Not actually that question (laughs) of what you're bringing to Thanksgiving, but what are you bringing to this uh, veritable table of podcasts? No, I actually, uh, I'm going to my, going to my aunt's for Thanksgiving, so I'm going to bring anything, which is great. Nice. But uh, for the FGC, I actually, I've spent this entire year kind of figuring out what I want to do for content, what I want to do in partnership and things like that uh, with, with teams and things like that. I've talked to esports teams and such, just kind of dabbled around and figured out what are the kind of the best ways I can contribute. Mm-hmm. I've I've done some articles where like I've kind of hit upon topics where they're not really by other places. Uh, you know, I recently did an, I did an article about the input um, lag fix, fix that uh, Street Fighter Five just recently had. And I asked a variance of players about how it impacted their characters and their play styles. Mm-hmm. I really want to make content that's like that, which is kind of different. And hits on topics that are a little bit maybe more niche, but things that we need to discuss or, or have out in the maybe out in the open. Um, I'm also 
mm-hmm. is next year. So a lot of this year has been like set up for next year. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about doing like a big podcast where I do like a, a lifestyle kind of thing where I can kind of promote the scene outside the scene. Do it. Um, I'd like to work more events and bring more events uh, to Chicago. Uh, we're actually doing a, a thing at our locals where we're going to do like make more content with our local scene to showcase like our players, you know, That's our play awesome. style and things like that. Marketing. What, what is? Sorry, do you mind if I bother you of like what that plan might look like or what that plan is? Really solidified things. This is very recent. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Mike Yaru, uh, who kind of got us in 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 motion. I think so. We've always been talking about like, yeah, we should do videos and things like that. But uh, Mike Yaru Yaru was the guy that was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, he bought he's buying stuff he's buying a camera and a mic and we're just going to capture moments that are locals that are like organic you know maybe do some like quick you know on the fly commentary and things like that mm-hmm. uh there is zach in the box who's doing a thing called the midwest midwest movement where he's doing like first attends with people in the midwest zach and then in the he, box is done that that's a good dude right there he's people a wonderful dude. yeah people don't know who he is he's been putting together some some really good like capital C content as far as I'm concerned. And I really appreciate him and people like that in general who really like give back to the scene. Like he's at, he, he'll do with, with, with the first attends is he'll like commentate over that. And then mm-hmm. at the end, he'll have the players explain the things that they did. Now yeah. between the players, it's so great. Yeah. I think that's smart. Uh, Cause that's something that I feel like, and I had this conversation earlier today with uh, Nick Tanell actually, that there's a huge hole in current street fighter content that is specifically that meta or the why someone does something um or even just like the neutral and how it's approached like it's so undocumented um i feel like things used to be better documented in the past or maybe i'm just looking at it with rose tinted glasses but from what i'm looking at like there's i've seen almost no the thing that i continually go back to is that there's almost no like video, uh, I guess tutorials on like how to set up like with punish set play of using a block string to put someone at a certain distance waiting for them to press a button or like confirming that they do press a button and then whiffing it because you know that you're out, out of their range from the block right. string that you've just done. I haven't seen that anywhere that exists in street fighter five. Like that's very much a thing. A lot of people's normals are are pretty stubby, so you can like very easily set that up. Uh, but there's no, I don't know, that information isn't, I mean, even in character discords, I feel like it's not really been documented well. But anyway, that's my own pet peeve. Uh, I, I, agree I agree with, with what you <laughs> are saying, though, is that we need a little bit more, we need to push players. Players are the the heart of the scene. That's why that's why we're here. Um, and each scene has some really strong members that need to be. It's hard for them to promote themselves sometimes. So I really like your idea of promoting stuff within your local because that helps promote your players. It's a it's a win win situation in my opinion. There is this. I I think that's kind of the aspect I want to focus on. And it's not just like my locals. Mm-hmm. I just want to focus on. Not really primarily, but really focus on like promoting players in general. Like you said, those are the stories, and those things resonate outside, and that's kind of the key. I think the the players are the key to like bringing more people in. Mm-hmm. And it, like you kind of humanize this stuff. You kind of say, "Oh, this guy's a regular Joe, just like me, and he's got things that he likes, just like me, or or like he has struggles, just like me." Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like 
I can do this similar thing too. I can play this game like them too. Right. I'm just like that person or her, you know. Yeah, this um, is a this is a college student that has to go to classes. This is a high school student that still is in high school, but doesn't like doesn't even have a driver's license. Like, what's that say about going to his locals? Yeah, yeah, that happens. Still grinding, so yeah. But I think th- that's like the strongest content that will grab people's attention outside and really help grow this scene. So I feel like that's what I'm kind of angling for. I kind of took this year to kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm the strongest. I lost you for a little bit. I said th- I've kind of taken this year to figure out that angle and that direction that I want to go in with my own content. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, that's the key. That's, that's the thing right there. It's going to really help pull in more people. There's other things obviously, but like the, that humanistic story, that's, mm-hmm. that's a piece of the puzzle. In my opinion, I'm with you on that. Um, so can I actually, and I don't know if you've been working on anything recently, but can I pitch some of the writing work that you've done or is there yeah, something you've means. been like hot for right now? Uh, I mean like kind of, relax a bit on the writing stuff i I'm, I'm actually working and i don't mind to tell people this right now uh i'm working on a couple articles one of them i'm working on with interviewing art uh, angry bird back and forth through twitter nice uh, about his time at red bull and just kind of him as a player and his thoughts on zeku and, and such um so if we can get that done it depends he's he's kind of a busy guy he's got yeah. school and stuff i'll be in the article um but yeah like you know fire away i my articles and stuff like that i just do as like a it's just like a hobbyist kind of thing where i can help grow the scene with so it's whatever <laughs> no that's cool that's kind of an altruistic look at it i feel like it's one of those things where good articles within the fgc are hard to find and aren't often like aren't often given attention aren't often greenlit by big websites so a lot of the stuff has to be from within to get that information out there like there was that whole argument uh, that you might have even started of who is the best Zeku. <laughs> I didn't start it, but I uh, helped continue that. <laughs> and, and you know, what's really funny is that most of the Zeku players, sans one particular one, were okay with that thought process. Um, <laughs> but like it drew all this big, like, and I'm like, you know what? And this is something I'll cover maybe in the article. Maybe not mm-hmm. like really matter that much who the best one is. Like if my thing is, if you care that much, go out and produce the results. Okay. Like, you can you can still be a good Zeku player that focuses on technique or you know the technical stuff and stuff like that or like because like Angry Bird he's a good Zeku player but he's also not as technical as like you know Automatic or other people like or like you know Guy of War or whatever mm-hmm. how to use Zeku and he knows how to get by in a tournament setting which I think is the most important thing At the same time that doesn't invalidate other Zeku players that they play but that just was like a whole thing but that conversation need to be that needs to be a thing that we have a conversation about. Yeah. So this is one that I know this is this isn't part of the topics, but this is something we gotta like we have to talk about these things, these 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 tender topics and bring them up and have discussions and but have an end piece to everything. Like mm-hmm. now, if you want to be better, produce those results. Like let's see them. Like th- let's come on. Don't complain. Go yeah. out there and get those results. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. It's like for the longest time you had like I mean we can we'll touch on this later, but when you talk about characters like Cammy, uh, is it even is her threat real or perceived? Uh, and I think that there's some numbers out there which might be persuasive uh, in a couple ways. Like we can bitch about it all we want, but like, right. is she actually the best? Like, I 
I don't know if the numbers prove it. And also, like, you have to weigh that against, well, is it just because all of the top players have so much experience fighting against that character that makes her numbers not as prolific? And that doesn't even take into account, like, all of the the numbers throughout, like, how is she dealing in just regular CFN, like where she, where she rank there. Like there's a whole argument to be had or conversation to be had of, well, let's actually look at the data here and see is Cammy busted. Uh, and right. I don't, I don't know if there's a, I don't know. She is a strong was, character. I'll give her that. Oh, she's very strong. I think there's a lot of variance that happens at a lot of levels. And there's yeah. a lot of things that don't apply to a lot of players like, I guess maybe I'm shilling one of my articles here, but I I wrote an article about like how, you know, Sagat may or may not be bad, but guess what? It doesn't matter for more than half of you. Like, mm-hmm. the reason you're losing with Sagat isn't because Sagat's a bad character. It's because you're not landing your DPs. You're not being optimal with your combos. And maybe Sagat's just not your character to use. Right. And I, I kind of explicit, explicitly feel like in this particular game, Sagat might suffer or does suffer from playing online where there is even that little <laughs> extra bit of lag. I feel like that's that's an important distinction to make. Uh, just because I, you have to play so solid with him, you really can't miss your DPs. You really can't. You can't throw be throwing bad fireballs. You have to have the right reads. Uh, you have to be able to uh, Kara DP someone neutral jumping your tiger shots. It's just things that you can do offline but are much harder to do online and i think that um good character or good player to watch for that particular struggle who's actually honest about it is piano densetsu yes yeah i think i love his streams yeah do you watch his streams often because i actually met him at combo breaker uh earlier this year Mm -hmm. and just like we were like in the in the marvel area and we were talking about characters that we wanted. He's like, yeah, I'm looking forward to Sagat. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Sagat came out, I mean, this man grinded with this character. Just mm-hmm. grinded. Like, he's, I think he's master now, I believe. He just, he understands how to use Sagat. And to me, like, the way that he's, the work that he's putting with Sagat, playing, I'm like, you have no room to complain. Right. Like, this man's put in real effort to learn why the character is bad. What the, like, what the problems are with the matchup. Maybe how to overcome them, like. Piano, like he'll, I mean, he complains sometimes, which he has a right to, but on just like, how can I improve myself? Yeah. And he, he's honest about that level of, of play and improvement. Like if if he gets hit with something and he knows that he fucked up and he pressed a button, he goes, yeah, I, I admit that that was like, he lost in this week's, he joined the online weekly and Immediately after he lost, he gave props to the people that he lost to. And it's like, well, that's that's the classy move. He knows that he needs to grind, and that's that came through in his message. Uh, so I think that's a, just a good mindset in general when you... I took a long breath there because I was going to say that's what you... That's the mindset you have to have with top-level play. But right. the stage uh... that so many people have been given at not top level play is very public. So this is something I said, I was going to be raw on this podcast and I will definitely be raw. Okay. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to start with this planning on Twitter Let them have because it. most of the stuff does not apply to them. And when it does, you mm-hmm. know, 
the negativity that's spread from like even top players and things like that. Like it makes sense. Like this is part of the job for some of them. And uh, for others, maybe it's not part of their job, but they want it to be part of their job. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't realize that when they say a character sucks, 30, maybe even 100 people who take that and say, yep, that character sucks. And then that person may not play that character mm-hmm. in their own way with that character. It just it's just like this pervasive negativity. Yeah. Goes to the FTC, man. It's terrible. And it's so tiresome to see, especially with Sagat, like all people, oh, Sagat sucks and all the memes and stuff. Like Sagat may not be that good of a character, but like I said before, for most of you, it does not matter. Let's be real. Yeah. It I does had, not matter. I had this very similar situation, specifically with Sagat. Someone came at me. I was just like, Oh yeah, I love Sagat. I think he's a great I think he's a great character. Like I love the way he's designed this game. Yeah, he could use some tweaks, but, like, I love the way that he is. And then someone came back at me, like, almost in an aggressive way, saying, nah, Sagat, Bonchan said Sagat was the worst character in the game. And I was like, hold the fuck up. No, he didn't say that. If we're going to start quoting the man, let's get it right, because he specifically said Sagat is the worst character that he plays in Interview, which does not make him the worst character in the game. So like, in the least. so like, don't, it's so easy to hyperbolize everything. The internet just wants to run with it. And like that person like continued to spout that idea and was like, no, this is just how it is. Worst character in game. And had I not been there would have like swayed a discord conversation into, yeah, dog, Sagat sucks. When it's like, no, you should just play Sagat. If you like Sagat, it doesn't fucking matter to you. There are most people in this room didn't fucking matter to these people. Like, if you want to play Sagat, just play Sagat. He's a fun character. If you want to play a low-tier character in any fighting game, it doesn't matter at most levels. I saw a Falk do very well in last night's tournament. And, like, granted, I'm not saying that, like, our tournaments, our online tournaments are, like, low-level play. They're actually quite high. But, like, you can be competitive with bad characters. Like, you just need to fucking try. I actually want to give a shout out to the Chicago FGC. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night for our Street Fighter Five tournament, we had two Vega players, and one of them was in top two with Ooh. against uh, who, who was, was it? it? Four. Uh, his name is Moo. I actually have to check. It's top eight, somewhere in top eight. I Ooh. should know this because I was commentating, right? Um, mm. It's like top eight, top four. But no, you was... really shouldn't. Like this is something that you'll learn with commentating is that you forget nearly everything you said almost immediately. It's so sad. It's so true. Like, if I'm outside of the commentary, I'm like, yeah, I remember this like that. And then in commentary, there's so many things running. Like, I have to, like, stare at the bracket. But, like, Moo is this Vega player who is, like, phenomenal footsies. Like, this man's ridiculous. He pieced Mm. up a cami player. Mm. He likes likes Vega, so he plays Vega. And I think he's got a second one on the side. Like, he's kind of working with maybe a little bit. But, like, he's phenomenal with this character. And I think he would mess up most of the people who say, you know, you know, you know, Vega sucks, you know, why are you playing that character? Like he's he's a pretty good player. Um, but he he makes it work on our locals. And I'm sure if he went to a tournament, maybe he wouldn't go that far, you never know. But like in the work with the character and he makes it work. Yeah, not for uh, so like yeah, he's definitely man, he's definitely not for I use bison and it's it's a struggle. And my character is like ridiculously good. Like I know bison's good. I meme all the time online, but I know bison's stupid. His character has to work so hard, but he makes it work. Like, I'm trying to jump in on him. He's AA me. I'm like, how is this possible? Vega. What are Vega's AAs? But, uh, he has all of his anti-airs are situational. Every single one. So to know those situational things like that as a player means yeah. you're, like, a really good player. Uh, so, and it's also the concept of, like, these these characters that are seen as low tier, 
that don't get explored and then suddenly at the end of the year people are like wait this character's good yeah. aka zeku mm-hmm. i've seen yeah. so many zeku yeah. players say that character's ass and i'm like wait a minute you look at other people and what they're doing with their tech and how they're making it like maybe it's time to use both like stances and stuff or mm-hmm. maybe it's time to play a little bit more wild like angry bird does style a little bit but now people are finally waking up to zeku being good after almost a year of saying that character's bad right actually had a, a discussion about this before similar thing happened with blanca yes yes wolfgang he put yeah. in so much work this year make that character good it was like him Vai, and i think nishkin nishkin whatever his name is he's a japanese player yes i uh, like those three right. did work with blanca and they're like man Blanca's actually annoying now yeah i mean like via <laughs> sent due to losers at evo like say what you will about the character or the skill that Vaya has, but like a dude put in the work, learned the matchup and made it happen. Definitely no joke. So that was no, that was no fluke. Definitely no fluke. fluke. Uh, no, but I'm, I'm with you on that. I it's, it's one of those things where I've just become like deaf to it. Like I, I hear people say that stuff all the time. And like you said, it's people who are at that pro level with a, almost irresponsible number of followers where when they say something like that, it's like, okay, well let's actually look at why you're saying this thing and break this down so that it is so that there's actually information here and you're not just like spreading this negativity over. I don't know. It it just brings, it's one of those things. It's this intangible thing that I haven't been able to quantify. I don't have any data on this, but mm-hmm. I feel like every time a pro player says that, like, this character sucks or this mechanic sucks, like, a- an angel loses its wings. You remember the Akuma uh, Akuma problem that happened when Akuma came out? And people were like, you know, Akuma's slow buttons, you mm-hmm. know, you can't do a back, uh, you know, back jump fireball, things like that. You can't play lame. He's a bad character. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now people went and changed their tier list real quick. It's the same thing that happened with Abigail. When Abigail came out, people were like, he does big damage. But man, they're like, he's got no defense. You know, he's dead. You put him in, (laughs) you you rush him down, he's dead. And I'm like, no, this character's good. And then sure enough, cool kid. That's putting in work. It just, it it sucks that it takes a person to put in so much work with a character when it could have been done by anybody. Like, I'm proud, I'm glad these people are are doing the work. But it shouldn't be just like one or two or a handful of people. It should be a whole community of people being like, Let's actually work on this. Yeah. It pushes the it pushes the scene forward. And I feel like this is also true of characters that have been like figured out or characters who people think are, yes. oh, that's already a strong character. Um and this might be somewhat of a different problem, but I think of it uh, gosh, how many weeks ago was this? I can't even remember the tournament. Um when Chikode beat Tokido. Man, what a what a mess Twitter was that day. Blew him up, blew him up, right? But that's just the way that yo Tay plays Mika a certain way, very oppressive. He's a he's super strong, plays different from Fudo, who Tokido plays. So then, what happened? Tokido didn't complain about the character and say I got Mika. The whole internet said Tokido got Mika, but Tokido said never again, and then fucked. Fudo up the next time he met him in bracket. <laughs> That's such a mark of a good player and a good person. Like I like how the internet speaks for the players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Kyo's obviously mad about Mika. Mika's broken. Like eh, no, just let the like. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's not how that worked at all. 
and that's another thing is like how people perceive like characters and stuff. Like I know Street Fighter Five is very sim is simplistic in comparison to other games, but there are still ways you can play characters, many of the characters, in such a different way that when you run across them, it's like, oh man, what is this? Like you look at Problem X's Bison compared to other Bison's, and he plays such like a footsie based like game. Like mm -hmm. it's still oppressive, but it's still more like footsie based. Like he, him specifically, is that in my opinion, when you watch him play. He, it's as if he knows exactly, he's a step ahead of his opponent almost the entire time. Like, if you watch his forward dashes, at times during pressure where he will forward dash, not in response to, but in anticipation of his opponent's back dash during block strings, it's almost like one for one. He's like dancing with them. He knows that they're taking that back step. It's crazy how much he understands how his opponent wants to keep pace and like they're just trying to reset the neutral, but he's like, uh, no, 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 uh, I'm going in, and I knew that you wanted to escape at this particular time. Uh, I'm in there, and it's almost like perfect. He doesn't do it all the time, though. It's not like he can just freely dash in whenever he wants to. He does it like specifically in anticipation of his opponent backdashing, and it's the call out is so real. He just the way that he plays that character is inspiring to. Like people who look to like where the meta is, like where's the the galaxy brain. I think he's definitely got it. Yeah, he definitely has, and he's he's one of those people who has like such a good hold on his character too. And you can really feel that through his play and like all the things that he's really situational with. Like, mm -hmm. even though he's such a good bison player, there are other bison players who may not be as good, but have or do different things. Like Hot Dog uses a lot of crouching mediums uh, in his play. Mm -hmm. um or conversions off like inferno or you know into scissor kicks and things like that i've never seen a bison use crouching medium as much as him hmm. style of bison like he's still more aggressive than, than problem but he's more about that like you know crouching medium crouching medium crouching medium between these 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 characters and people get complacent they're like well this player this character is going to play this way because it's street fighter 5 so you know like bison's just going to keep swiping but then you meet a bison that doesn't do that and then it's like oh shoot what's going on like yeah, that's that whole Fudo versus El Chipotle situation. Which, okay. by the way, I heard some. I saw someone call Tay El Chipotle on Twitter, and I fucking <laughs> lost it. it. That was the to me that was the funniest shit I have ever seen. Well, it was in response to another tweet or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely perfect. Oh man, I could not. I I couldn't like that tweet enough. It was just. It was just too good. To, to the point where I don't feel comfortable even calling him by his real name anymore. <laughs> like I have to, I have to make the joke. It's too good now. I next time I see him <laughs> in a tournament, he's getting it. Next time I interview <laughs> that guy, it's gonna be Al Chipotle. <laughs> I mean, the crazy like that's his actual name though. <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's that man's real name. Oh man, it's so funny. So Actually, cool thing about him, and this is like. I guess this is kind of news that I can slip in while we're talking about it. Uh, okay. But he's getting MeUndies sponsorships. Did you see what, that? So what is this undies sponsorship? Because I don't see anything about... This is such a weird thing. This, this is why sponsorships <laughs> are so weird. I don't... No offense, Steve Tay. Oh, I'm seeing undies. But I'm just saying... I've never like, been more excited about another man's underpants. I've never been more excited. that. Are you just gonna like put them on your bed, take a picture? What are you gonna do? Walk around the house with those guys? What's going on? You gonna do a stream only in your undies? What like what what is the deal with the, the sponsorship? Uh, 
funny because like these there's just random sponsorships from like and i'm not opposed to these in fact i think these are like fine like if that's what you can get eh, cool but yeah. go for it but, like mm-hmm. me i think being sponsored is is um in a way it's overhyped hmm. why do you also, what makes you say that so I feel like people really are too much about the sponsorship and not worried about the journey to the sponsorship. There's a mm-hmm. lot of players, a lot of players that I even know personally that I've talked to personally that are more worried about the end goal of being sponsored with like a big salary and all the stuff like that. Uh-huh. And they're not worried about building their, their local scene. They're not worried about how they create content, how they come across online or all these, or what they can give back to the FGC. Because yeah. if people thought more about that journey, like how to get there, explode we would be so much bigger if every person you wanted to get like to a sponsorship like that they worked hard to to do the right things and to me those are the right things to do to get a sponsor yeah but people are very selfish it's another blow up right here everyone's super selfish when it comes to sponsorships 95 percent of y'all out there are selfish Mm, not i wouldn't say 95 percent it's high. Maybe it's the people I've interacted with, but it's, it's high. Don't get me wrong. It's high. It, I, let, You're not wrong. Maybe a little bit lower than that. I just, I, I think the effort level of someone trying to get sponsored versus how much they give back to the community, which would help them get sponsored and grow the scene. Right. And the FTC in general, a very weird, like teeter totter thing going on here. And I'm like, just try to even it out just a little bit, even. Yeah, it is this, we're in this very weird situation. We've been in this situation for, gosh, about four, four years, give or take, where there was this huge explosion, bunch of money in the scene, right? And there continues to be a bunch of money from various sources. I don't know, um, because people, big companies decide we're going to, we're going to go esports this year. Uh, so they, they throw a bunch of money at it, um, I don't know what their returns are, the ROI. I've talked about this on the show in the past. I forget which episodes, but we dig into like the ROI and how that's like a fucking pipe dream. Uh, yeah, it's not, not direct. <laughs> you're not getting no. direct cash from this stuff. Absolutely Other not. Means. But the thing is, like, if you're a player, you have to start thinking about what's my ROI for a sponsor to make right. me a valued player enough so that they're willing to fly me out, house me and sign me up for tournaments. Like what is my contribution to like, how is like, that's the question you should be. If it's like, I need to place well at tournaments so that my name gets on the board. Like that's yes, that's part of it, but that's such a, I don't want to say that's such a small part of it, but that's like a, consequential part of it almost where they're shooting for this one end of the teeter totter, like you said, and it's, it's an end of a teeter totter that is out over an elevator that like is not at the door and it's just going to fucking drop. Like where that is a bullet train down to hell. If you just want to jump on that high end without thinking about all of the things that we do not have in the FGC, any sports in general of grassroots foundations being built up at a lower level. I want to see that big money invest in smaller, smaller things focus. It doesn't the ROI again, ROI doesn't make sense for them at this level. But if you talk to, I had a very good conversation with, um, Hitboxora about this at um, Canada Cup uh, about 
just and none of this was recorded. This wasn't in the podcast where he talked about Hitbox's sponsorships. Different thing. But he was basically like, no, like we understand that like that's what we want. Like if we were a company that mm, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud. Uh, <laughs> let me reel that one back. But well, we can talk about like it. It would be great if any company had the ability to put money into small local scenes and then have that somehow create, you know, any kind of return for them because that's where, where money is needed. I mean, money is needed at small local levels at like places that could get sponsorships from like mom and pop shops. I keep, I feel like I keep bringing this up every episode, but like that's a huge hole in communities right now. I'm speaking about ROI because I've talked to, a couple of uh, companies this over this year. Mm-hmm. This I haven't talked directly to to um, Red Bull about this or anything like that. So this is just my assumption and from what I can gather from what other people have told me. But you know, they're obviously not getting ROI from like you attending their tournaments and stuff like that. This is just like a big advertisement spend so that you buy more Red Bull and that you're invested in the brand more, which is mm-hmm. is the way that they put on their tournaments and they treat the people that go to their tournaments and the way that they run their events. The yeah. community is. It's I'm more than happy to have them around, to be honest. If I have to drink a Red Bull for that to happen, yo, cool. I'll take two. I'm down with it. Like, yeah, like synergy that happens. And I, I think some people feel dirty about like these 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 companies with with products coming to the scene. And like we're getting a lot from this. Like they're they're running on the assumption that we will buy some Red Bull down the line or that we come inv- invested in the brand as like part of marketing do is we show up to a tournament that's like well put on and spend like what 10 or 20 bucks entry fee and they also do tournaments by the way insane is that and with such good like productions and stuff like that like production values and things like that and they're there i'll never forget this uh we had the finals in chicago last year for like the team tournament that they had and everyone's going wild and this guy comes up to me like taps my shoulder he's like what is this and so I tell him like, you know, we're rooting for this guy, this the Chicago turn or the Chicago people, cool kid. We're up to be in them. Speed. Um, yeah, bring up the speed. And he's like, cool, because I've n- I didn't even know Street Fighter Five was a thing. I thought they stopped it too. I haven't seen this game in a long time, or I haven't seen like Street Fighter series in a long time. And he, had, uh, I guess he'd wonder, he wandered in because the venue looked so cool, it looked so tight that he came in so cool, and he just wanted to join the atmosphere. Wow. And been playing street fighter 5 like he's i think he's gold or something now so he's been like really putting in work like oh wow had red bull not been in that area maybe he wouldn't have seen street fighter 5 in that kind of light you know like absolutely not that <laughs> and and it's actually the red bull tournaments that got me to come out more to tournaments in general because like i i would go to some tournaments like local stuff but i wasn't really like i was like more online a part of the scene and like i i just kind of like was in a weird spot when i was in chicago and like mm-hmm. more and more brought me in and i Found out that there's a place called Ignite, the Ignite Gaming Lounge. Shout out to them, by the way. Ignite Gaming Lounge, Chicago. That's our local scene for Chicago. They're great people. Um, but like I thought that we have a scene out there. It's close by, and I started attending and helped. Like it it just like Red Bull doing that, like brought me in and brought me as a consistent person. Like this big thing, come on out. Um Yeah, that that amount of involvement in the community in that, I don't know. It's such a gold fucking standard that they've set. They just fucking kill it with here's a huge number of casual setups. Here's this great production value. Like here's credence to the players. Here's everything that you would want in a live event. They provide. They've got that Red Bull fuck you money. 
It's so good. And they're and they're 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 spilling it, man. They it's, they're just letting that letting that stuff rain. And they're they have their problems. Like you know, I I'll talk about this later in the marketing stuff. But like they didn't. There, I felt like they marketed stuff at the very end very well. But throughout the year, the marketing was kind of. And this is because I'm I, I'm a marketer, so I get anal about this stuff. Right. But I feel like the marketing was pretty low on the low end uh, of stuff. Um, and I also felt like they had casual setups at. I'll go one that was that like you could just play story mode and there's like a kid playing story mode and just kind of doing the tutorial and playing a little bit but only one of those was out of like six were used hmm. put out something saying hey come on come out and try the new street fighter 5 try out the new characters and stuff like that you maybe you got like five or six people but hey have a red bull come out it's free if you're just playing you know whatever i don't know if there's a spectator fee or whatever i'm not sure right you come in you play street fighter just enjoy the ambiance and maybe that could have spurred people on to come in and become, you know, players or at least experience the scene. So like, they mm-hmm. they do great, but you know that that was my only like really like, man, I wish they would have corrected that. Just like a little bit more marketing on those like casual setups and things like that, and just a little bit more marketing in general. Hmm. No, I, I can uh, I can I understand that. I mean, I feel like we're at the level where anything at the top top end in terms of rules and how to qualify is at the like shrugging shoulders level of what is this nonsense to like what how many events are there when does the conquering happen i'm sorry <laughs> is uh, that conquest what is this i i don't know like it listen i'm in it i know but i still need help from ace king offsuit to be like hey can you like pin up some things on this cork board for me to understand how any of this shit works uh, because it's it's sometimes bananas out there like this like this past weekend for example how Man. how many tournaments were there well, just that bare I, I question I had, had like no idea yeah I was how, like wait how many were there another one is like a valid question to ask uh like not even just include like just in street fighter five of like there were there were three separate ones and it's like well how like where was that clear messaging you know does any of that make sense uh and that's just yeah sorry go ahead i'm sorry uh i I feel like if that like prior like a good month before you wouldn't have the scramble to be asking you know, Ace or any of the other people like, hey, what's going on? Like, I saw maybe five or six diagrams of what was going on. I'm like, I'm still confused. Yeah. Absolutely still confused. I mean, their art was really cool. <laughs> it was on point. <laughs> had cool art. It was very on point. Yeah. <laughs> we like the bison and the biachis and the full bad guys. Those were great. It's good art. Which, <laughs> what things were going on there tournament-wise, but I like the art. And that board that came up with the points, I don't know what the points are referring to. Yeah, that board was real good. That was a good was points cool. board. Uh, don't know what it was in reference to, but I'll tell you, that was a cool, cool thing they did, though. Now, like, yeah, that's tr- like the thing is, like, yes, they have some f- sick designers out there. If only one of them could have had, like, okay, here's the web page that you go to that's just the infographic of of what's happening and schedules and like what. What stream do you watch? Yeah, instead of relying upon the community to do it, that's this is also kind of a problem that like Capcom and other other developers do is they kind of leave everything to the communities to figure out. Like, what obviously are you talking about? Like Capcom's <laughs> never relied on the community to do anything. What are you talking about? They've provided everything that we need. Yep. They do such a good job with the tutorials and everything. Like, 
I, I, I have such a problem with like, and it's, it is Capcom that, that I have issues with, but it's also like almost every fighting game has like these big issues. And I'm yeah, like, they're not the only ones. Yeah. Like Tekken, I look at it and it still doesn't have a tutorial at season two. And I was like, I can't wait to introduce people into Tekken. And now I'm like, well, here's this YouTube playlist you can go into and check out. Is it made by uh, Namco Bandai? Nah, it's some other dude. Hopefully he's good. I don't know. <laughs> here's some notations. Yeah. Go for it. But that's just yeah, that's, that's like that's the other shady part is that like to even read okay, so here's here's the part where the game itself is going to have a really fucking hard time to like extrapolate from what the community already calls stuff already because right. for example almost nobody on the internet calls it Tatsumaki Senpukyaku <laughs> almost nobody they might call it Tatsu but a lot of people call it a hurricane kick a lot of people call listen Dragon Ball had this problem at launch. Yeah, it's key, not a like key, key blast. blast. Those are key blast. Uh, those are uh, those are fireballs. No, those are key blast, dude. I want to hear you say that. The official Dragon Ball lore says that they are key blast. Okay? No one has thrown a fire. Only this character can throw a fireball. That is explicitly a key blast, as designated by episode. Listen, my guy, uh, <laughs> just chill. There's there's a lot of history. Yeah, I know there's a lot of history. Dragon Ball Z came out at this year on this date. It's been called that for decades. Oh man, where do I begin? Like that's the thing though. But in like DBFZ though, they can't call it a fireball. It's always been like a keep or whatever the heck they call it or, you know, command and all that stuff like that. But imagine if the developers had the foresight to be like Okay, let's we're gonna label it this, and we're gonna work with the community and see what the, what their current terminology is. Requires mm-hmm. foresight, though, doesn't it? Mm. Something like uh, like FA tools, right? Like they have the 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 the, the switch the switch that you can do of real names versus like colloquial names. You can just hit it and go, oh, okay, no, it's this thing. Okay, never mind, we're good. I couldn't imagine that would be difficult to put in a fighting game like at all. No. Um, to like kind of flip a switch to to change the ui or whatever yeah and and there's obviously some terms that might be outdated but the fighting game community we use a lot of the same stuff for years like with punish has always been that right you know oki's always been the same thing for years days oki's in me back in the days of like uh, let me point a finger and and look sternly when has a fighting game ever told you well when has a street fighter game ever told you about oki or even like wake up pressure (laughs) not you know they not true because in the in, in the demonstrations, I think there's something about like meaties or something, but it's oh, like really? so poorly explained. And I, but the, the the joke is that it's so poorly explained that it probably is not like you probably don't get much out of that. That's fair. That's I honestly don't remember. I I did it for the 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 points. I, every, nobody actually yeah did I for the clicked right through that. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you were able to you know practice with that stuff or you know really get into the to actually doing those items and you would actually have an idea of that instead of watching a video. But mm, no, uh, yeah, that's kind of a whole other issue. See, here's mm, now we're getting back into tutorialization where like my theory crafting for the perfect fighting game tutorial is actually not a in game tutorial at all, but a like a system that pairs up players with a fighting game Sherpa almost. I want a Sherpa system where 
here's my vision for Street Fighter Five that will never work and will never actually be a thing. But people do like volunteer. Of I, I am a coach. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be the dojo master, right? I'll be the the black belt in this situation. Uh, okay. And it'll it'll be like an online search for characters who are looking for for a master. They get paired up. It's a online tra- It just puts you in online training mode, uh, and that person can speak to you on mic and say, "Hey, uh, what do you need help with?" And depending on like how much time is spent there, uh, the person who's doing the training gets fight money, and then the person who is being trained can exit at any time. Uh, and there's like probably a level of which the person doesn't get any fight money. So it's like it makes sense for a person to spend time with a new player and want to spend more time with them to gain earn more fight money there has to be that incentive to stick around uh but at the same time like they have to be like telling them like good stuff or else the other player will leave or something like that it has to be like this working thing because that's how the fighting game community has built itself over time it's players talking to other players of wait a minute how did you punish that or wait, what are you doing here that I'm fucking up? Like, I don't understand how this matchup works out. And then your opponent tells you, oh, this is how this works out. And then guess what? You fucking learn. Surprise, surprise. And that's the tried and true methods for, for years and years of how things have worked out. Why not try to implement something like that into a fighting game instead of something that no one will ever read or no one will ever watch or no one will ever go through all of the 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 training mode stuff or the the tutorial lessons. No one will ever do that to actually learn. It's this human interaction that I feel like is so important to fighting games that every game is lacking. You can kind of attest to this. So, like the Chicago FGC, we actually started recently doing this. We we decided to stop our mm-hmm. deciding to stop like grinding out like casual matches and not really learning anything from them. Like sometimes we'll run like a first of three and get up and be like, okay, see you later. Um, but a couple of the players like Mike Yaru and a mm-hmm. have been like, you know what? Hey, let's have like a setup where we just like, we maybe would play a matchup and we learn things and we talk about things like maybe problems in a person's like play style, or maybe like they're having issues in a matchup mm-hmm. with, uh, with Mike Yaru and a few other people, you know, learn some bison stuff. And lo and behold, I applied more pressure. I figured out how to just, you know, get my meaties a little bit more on point and, you know, some better options and a few counter hit combos maybe to rely upon a little bit better. From I went from super gold to platinum in like a day. There you go. Of like having someone like sit down and be like, this is why what you're doing is wrong and this is how to correct it. You should go to your locals. Go to your locals, people. Go to your locals. It's so imperative if you want to get better. It, yes, it really is. And it's true of all things. Like I remember in like in high school, uh, I competed in the high jump. Uh, and for like half a year, I didn't realize that I was doing something completely wrong until one of my coaches stepped up and was like, well, let's videotape this and show you exactly what you're doing. And then I said, oh, yeah, no, my arm is going in the way wrong direction here. This is clearly the way that I need to correct this. But it wasn't until someone sat me down and said, no, let me actually show you how to fix this. Even though I could, I was told before that, I knew in my head, no, throw your arm up, not up over it was like 
you can't, you, I couldn't get it through my head until someone actually showed it to me and said, no, here it is. And that it's just very, it's super important in fighting games. And it's really cool to hear that locals are your local in particular has decided, you know what? We're going to make a change here. Um, because improving any player in your local community actually helps build the community as it turns out. Uh, surprise, surprise. And like, I'm not looking to be like the best player, but I definitely want to be better and get a better understanding of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps me in a lot of ways. Like, and obviously if I can be annoying with bison, like that's, that's all the, figure yeah, out if how you want to, yeah. you want to fuck up someone's afternoon. That's cool. I'm looking forward to. So I really like what we're doing out in Chicago now. It's it's been a long time coming, but I'm glad that we're kind of like moving towards that. And people can still grind if they want to. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's still that interaction of like, if you want to like, like talk about stuff and figure out like how to like beat someone and beat someone's matchup or beat someone in general. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that human, like the human interaction, as you said, is like so important to fighting games in general. And just how like people guy at Red Bull, he solved the people getting hyped for Chicago. And he was like, and now I'm really into it, like, but like he liked it more because there are people behind that, right? Hey, man, I'm telling you, people are the key to making this game better, bigger, you know, and not even just this game, but the community better. That's the whole other thing that I feel like a lot of people can't. And when I say people, I, I'm not saying this explicitly, but I'm almost explicitly saying people offline because there's a lot of people online. And I don't know who these people are. These people don't mm-hmm. seem like real humans to me who are continually shitting on other games, trying to compare games to other games. And it's like, if you go to an event, everyone just likes every game or at least has a respect for people who play the other games. There's no active shitting on any game. I don't think I've ever seen that in a live situation. And the times where I've like caught wind of it, I just like, turn around and say, and not even say this, but just that person has made themselves irrelevant. Like I don't have to ever talk to them again because I can walk away. It's crazy. so easy. <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> it's crazy because it, like, I think everyone at an event un- understands that like we're here for the games. Like that's fighting games are so great. They're so great right now. All of them are so, so good. Much- to, to so sit to down in a room with people. Yeah, to sit down and play them with other people is it there it's super fun for all the games. But you I mean the reason why this is like there's such like a drastic difference between online and offline is there like is. Uh, I hate it, I hate it. Bloat culture is so prevalent and like it's prevalent on the internet in general. But because yeah. our scene is so niche and so small, it's really impactful on the FGC in the wrong in the, in the worst way possible like when something happens people are so like they swarm it and they're like cool drama oh man it's so great it's just yeah, like every I, day turns into a tuesday oh man and you know what i i participate in it. i'm not gonna lie there's some times where i'm like oh this is oh some drama but like my issue with with blow up culture and it becomes an uh, an assigned thing is that there's never a, a solution at the end of the road there's never like Okay, guys, we want to make something. I shouldn't say never. There are times where things have gotten better because of certain events, but right drama. There more is so than some like, level of outrage play. that is uh, warranted. I'll say, and like I'm perfectly okay with like certain things being put on blast or certain people being put on blast for the things that they say. But I would, I, I'm hoping for more than just like that person's on blast and then we move on. Like, like for example, this is kind of a lesser thing. When I went to SCR this year you do you remember the whole thing about having to open up your controller and all that yeah. stuff like that for yeah, we for did security. an episode on that one that was man right 
man fuck it's we shouldn't have to be in the situation but here we are um but once things calmed down they 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 made concessions for things and all that good stuff um Mm-hmm. We're still kind of worried about the lines of going into this and having to have their bags checked and stuff like that. People like I remember reading stuff like a couple days before. They're like, "Well, I don't know if I want to even go anywhere. The lines are going to be so long, I can't even get to my pools." Let me tell you that I entered and exited before pools multiple times. I got there early, pools, all this other stuff. I never had a problem waiting like more than maybe a couple minutes. It was so fast and so easy, but nobody talked about that afterwards. Like you know, the system that they had was actually. Yeah. be fast like no i don't think anyone missed their pools because of the security issue at all hmm. and if they did they were they were like five minutes like right before their pool they already hadn't checked in they're leisurely taking their time but like no one really said like hey this was like a, a let's think about other security things that we can do that are maybe you know right. of this level that maybe are this fast or whatever like let's help continue this conversation nope no matter there's no yeah there's no post breakdown of okay hey you guys we saw you guys were outraged about this here was the actual situation uh here's here's the solution that we've all lived with and we're good moving forward no you're right it's all about the the being angry at the time and i don't know maybe it's because i just have like personal I, i don't understand outrage culture i don't understand riot mentality i've just never it's never been appealing to me. So, like, I don't get it, man. It makes me sad. It makes me sad all day. And it, it sucks because you see all this stuff happen online, and people from the outside see this stuff happen online, and they see the players and the people and all the, the drama. That's when the stuff gets even, you know, gets gets no, like gets noticed. And then you go offline, and it's just... It's not there. It's not there offline. That's the crazy the part. The best people. Yeah. It's It's weird and some of the players and this doesn't excuse anything that anyone said but i've met some certain players i've said some head-ass shit and they're like the nicest people doesn't excuse anything that they say right but it's like this weird it's just like man if you just didn't use if you weren't a shitty person obviously yeah that but also is, if you broadcast with shitty ass ideas yeah that is kind of the bad end of it is that it there can be reason for it whenever someone's uh stance on things serves to hurt or belittle other people right like which I, where, i'm glad to see yeah. as, you know I'm glad, when someone's a little bit racist i'm like okay cool like i'm glad we know you're like that <laughs> that's yeah. you know you're like that but at the same time i feel like it's a thirst for for the blow-ups and not a thirst for like how do we better our scene from these blow-ups or whatever or how do we get better from this that we just keep holding ourselves back just looking for the next dramatic thing and it's just like this is really old and boring. I want to just play yeah. fighting games and have fun with good people. And like, sometimes it's it's out of nothing. Like even today, even or even last night, um, if people are uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday, even though this will this episode will be uh, coming out on Thursday, Thursday morning. So happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Um, uh, but uh, on Monday, late Monday into Tuesday, Chris T got dropped by Psy Games. And the entirety of the internet was like, yo, that's because Brent posted a photo of you smoking blunt and they can't have no drug culture within Psy Games. uh, So that's why they dropped you, which like is not actually what happened, like not actual truth, because like I get it. That blow up, 
that blow up would have the thing is if that was true if that was the actual blow up that would have been kind of fun and i'm sure yeah, chris would have had fun been, with that but the yeah. actual sad like truth part that I, that no one is talking about is that yo contracts within the fgc are fucked right. <laughs> like for so like that, many players it's like that big like side games uh just would have a good contract and like you know when people mm-hmm. think about sponsorships or in and and esports and all stuff like that it uh unfortunately is i'm gonna get a pay a salary if i get a sponsor and it's gonna be everything's gonna be gravy and it's just it's not like that no and you're definitely right like nobody's talking about the fact that you know his contract was not good like this is a company that it. had shut down a bridge fuck you money to get there if you i don't know if they've changed their their cover image right now but if you go to the side games twitter account their banner image they shut down a fucking bridge to stand their players on it for i don't know how long they shut down an entire goddamn bridge that's how much money they have his contract ended like that they're gonna write bad contracts or at least a contract that he feels that wasn't fair to him as a player or I don't know. I don't know what the exact situation is, and I'm sure he can't speak honestly about it, openly about it, because it's a fucking contract, obviously. But the point is that that's actually the story that has a thing in it, a nugget to it that the community can take and go, okay, no, this is the way that like players actually should be treated, and players should treat like seek legal counsel whenever signing contracts because it's in legalese that's hard to understand like that that's something that is important but yeah he smoked a weed yeah he smoked weed and that's why he got, and then he's once on it's the over, devil's lettuce like i've seen people delete their tweets and i'm like you're wrong no big deal but like hey let's discuss something else and it's like no nah, no nah, it's past you know it, like and even if you don't like Christie or whatever, it still pertains to other players. Like, this is still a generalized topic that right. pertains to other players. So, like, you know, again, it's just like what culture happens. And the thing that happens is like an event. And then when it's boring, people move from it instead of being like, hey, we could, this is a chance to change something. And uh, it's rare that that happens. And it's unfortunate. Well, anyway, we're talking about it. So I guess that, I guess that matters. <laughs> but- Hopefully. Well, I mean, that's one of the things I'd like to change next year is yeah. maybe try to take some of these events and and make them into like content that can maybe help out the scene yeah or whatever you know like try to try to make something from this blow up culture because like everyone participates in it i do it too but i want to do something with it like you know best zeku like i saw that and i was like you know what let's learn some things about zeku because most most people don't even know that character that was and even though in my opinion that was a good blow up like i like the way that that blew up and because it it shed a lot of light on that character and Angry Bird as a player. True. And it actually led me to start talking to him. Like, now we talk in DMs and stuff like that. And that's how we're, like, doing our, our interview. Um, mm-hmm. And I learned more, like, about him as a player, which is, like, awesome. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, there's things that are blow-ups uh, and things that I feel like, you know, could just be taken from this stuff and not really doesn't happen constantly. All right. So, All right. Well, before we move on, are you satisfied with uh, with those topics? Is there anything that we haven't touched upon that you'd like to dig into uh one last thing okay. about the guest topic uh, that we haven't really touched upon i'll make this brief because i know a lot of uh listeners probably aren't kind of already touched upon a little bit mm-hmm. um but i just want to say if you are a local if you have a local and you run like a local please take the time to do some sort of marketing yeah have at your place if 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 you can 
please like try to grab people outside of the FGC. If you could say something like, hey, come by and play some Street Fighter V, you know, we've got this. You know, you maybe only get one or two people, but just simple things like posting on Twitter, on Facebook, advertisement on Twitter for like five bucks and reach like thousands of people. Yeah. Like thousands. Like it's, Facebook ads it's are great, it's, actually useful as it turns out. Yes. It, well, it's because Facebook's. If you're not putting, if you're not using Facebook ads, you're not doing anything. Right. Um, and, and and we're kind of in the dark ages with that, with with the FGC and how like they promote things. Like we're getting better, and even the companies are getting better. Like Capcom and Namco mm. are doing memes and stuff like that, which is great. Um, but we need to do better if we want to grow bigger. We have to start promoting these events. We have such great events. Yeah. We have casuals and stuff like that. We have players that will teach you things. Like you can come out to Ignite, and we have players. Who will like sit down and teach you how to play? Shout out to Jolly Phobic. There's a guy at my locals. He has taught like somebody like like every other week. There's like a new player. He's like, I'll look over. He's in the training mode mm-hmm. on how to play Street Fighter because they want to learn. He's like, sure, I'll teach you. Instead of just beating them up and being like, all right, good games and like walking away, he's like teaching them how to play Street Fighter. Yeah, well, he's, he's a great guy. We have to stroke people. his ego at all. He's just trying, just trying to help people awesome dude but like we have those people at these locals like why not promote them or you know do little events it's just things like that where i feel like if we did a little bit more work mm-hmm. we'd have more people not just you're not just promoting to the same people who come out same 14 people who come out for street fighter now you're promoting to a few more people outside who may tell other people outside of that you know if we all put in a little bit more work is what i'm just saying the marketing side we can grow this a little bit more right think about that please no i am 100 percent behind you that is like the reason why the local fighters network exists. It is so that players can find locals and know who the strongest players are in those regions. Like more is coming with the local fighters network in the near future. Quick rant about this, about, about uh street fighter Reddit and how just, I, I just want to say real quick, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go off a little bit. <laughs> the, the fighting game community guys, the way it needs to, because you guys have, such good resources. There are people. I, I literally, I, I posted a topic about like, you know, I'm at Plat. What do I do now? What's my, what are my next steps? I got like four responses in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Twitter, like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong in bronze. Like, what if you went to a place focused on Street Fighter, focused on where they would help you with tons of resources, and you have players like big name players or mm-hmm. people in the community who do not promote you guys, and they should be like. Another reason why we're not growing is that there's not this interconnectivity that these yeah. sources and these things that we could. Uh, I'm it, sorry, it, I it, no, it that, irritates me to no end. I'm I'm with you on that because I I get it. At, at at some point, I get it. Like maybe this is like my own self-deprecation coming out, but like I look at it and just say Reddit as a platform is trash. But what we've done with that trash, that's our trash. I've treated that I'm trash really nice. That fire's raging, dude. It's raging. I I lit all that trash on fire, and I'm keeping everybody warm. It's because it's coming that time of year. It's getting cold out. Gotta gotta keep that fire burning. Uh, but like we the thing is like we kept that fire burning. Like in the last three years, the the thing is I'm gonna say this out loud to people who were around the scene four years ago who have left the scene and not looked back. But, like, in the last three years, how many of you fuckers just stopped? Just outright just stopped. Instead of, like, going, you know what? There's something to this community that I like. Let's dig back in and and do what we actually love. Like, where's that passion? Where's the passion for the things that you love? And why why focus on the things that 
that you hate and don't like. It's so easy to just ignore those things. Like life is is so short. Why spend any time focusing on those things that you hate and all this negative? Just promote what you love. It's not yeah, hard like to make, do. And again, that would be another thing that would make the scene so much bigger. If we spent so much, like imagine yeah. if the the trolls on stuff like that would spend time like promoting the games that they love instead of you know complaining about the games that they don't. Or I saw one guy post. He was like, "Yeah, I've been." Complaining about Street Fighter Five for three years, they haven't fixed anything, and I'm like, years of your life complaining gone. about a game, yeah, gone. They're gone. Time gone with a game you don't like. Anything else or doing anything else with your life right now, like it's it, it it's massive to me. I I just I I don't get it. I don't know. Because our scene is so small and it impacts us way more. But uh, but I th- I to to our credit, I do believe that the scene is getting slowly better. Yeah, no, Surely, I'm I'm with you. I feel like we hit a turn like six months ago or so. Whenever they started rehiring people for the uh, North America side of of Capcom US, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's when management started to change. Uh, so I guess that was what April of this year. If I'm I'm very bad with calendars, but I think it was with April of this year where management started to shift around at Capcom. Uh, don't quote me on that again. We'll just say this. That's fine. <laughs> bad with calendars. However, uh, but things started to move around. There's a lot more communication now. There's a lot more back and forth between the community and anyone at Capcom. They are releasing. They're letting us know that patches are coming. Did the input lag fix? I didn't think they were going to do it. In fact, a week before, me and my friends were like, "This is not going to happen." Like they I like right said, said they were going to fix the input lag, meaning that they recognized they that this is we're three years out, but they finally recognized. Yes, we see that this is a problem, <laughs> and and it was so weird because like they did a good job of it too. It wasn't like a, a half-ass fix. Like they did a good job. Like it could be better. Yes. But it wasn't like the variance is gone. Like, yo, wow. Who's Capcom yeah, is this? It was okay. a surprise. It was to me, at least it was surprising how much better it got. Granted, it could be much better. It could. They have made games that are much better, could be much better. But I was expecting the worst and I was surprised. So I'm, I'm happy. Uh, but to your point, though, I know, dude, it's one of those things where <laughs> if we could get just a couple of of players say hey what this platform is doing they have good resources just go check those out go check out these resources if you want to get a foothold into the fighting game community here they are we have them on our street fighter but like for whatever reason we're like the ugly stepchild that everybody hates and likes to punch down at the same time like it was only recent that reddit as like a, as a platform in general became like accepted yeah. So like of. you know, like Reddit and all the forums and stuff like that became like the butt of a lot of jokes. And then now it's like okay to go back to Reddit. It's like slowly being like, Yeah, I can go back to a forum and post on there. Like it's not as embarrassing. Like Yeah, I guess the thing is that to me, I feel like our Street Fighter is so insular from the rest of Reddit. Like it's basically a, it it's basically its own website. Yeah, yeah. I mean it does feel like that. That is for like a lot of fighting game like communities like Tekken and yeah. SoCal, but they all they're all really helpful. Um and, and it's Street Fighter, obviously, but like they're all so different and they're also like their own like tonage and stuff like that, their own communities on Reddit when you're on 
those communities. Yeah, you don't get the the most horrific parts because we moderate those parts out as it turns out. Like that's that's part of my job. <laughs> like my other job it, is to make sure that that place isn't filled with horror shows. Uh that stuff not too bad. <laughs> it's it's gone by the time you get there. Uh and if you think some of the stuff that you see on those threads is like, hey, this isn't passable. You should see the stuff we delete. By the way, uh, but. you can only imagine with the ease of access to make accounts on Reddit. But yeah, but that I feel like that was it's getting better. Um, it is you know, more players get more active in, in promoting you guys because like it's it's a it's a it's a pain to see like people say, well, I don't know where to go, and the players are like, I don't know either. It's like you're you could literally don't yeah. just you fucking do a search and Reddit Street Fighter pops up with all the resources. But yeah, that I just wanted to make sure that that was known because like you guys do work, but. Well, thank you. Push I'll, it as much as it should. I'll, I'll, There's an overarching problem with that, but I'll take. Yeah, I know, and I, I don't know what it is because the art, the other end of it is that it totally makes sense for anyone who is trying to build their own brand to become a more uh, uh, appetizing player to sponsors to continue to build themselves up. That part uh, I understand. Like, push your own stuff. That is fine. I get it. You don't have to be like on this platform helping people. I get it. Let me sneak one more complaint in. Okay. Let me get one more raw <laughs> complaint in. I'm so sorry because I'm running time here. One more raw complaint here. Esports teams don't do it right. And the FGC, hmm. they want to be, I see some of them try and attempt to make content where they become this, they try to become like an authoritative figure or they try to push a brand. Hmm. Right. I've 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 researched comparisons from League of Legends teams and, and Dota teams and all like FPS teams and stuff like that. Well, they'll write articles or have like content on their website or YouTube or whatever, right. do tips and stuff like that, or like interviews and stuff like that, or being their own media source. We don't do that. We try we try to pretend like we do that and we'll make like a post here and there for like esports teams or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not their own, they're not branding themselves well enough. Hmm. Kind of a huge pet peeve of mine as a content creator to see content being made like on Twitter and it's just on Twitter and it doesn't exist elsewhere because it's so thorough. It just it leaves. It's gone after it's yeah. Algorithm it is, is. It is of the moment. And the way that Twitter's algorithm is is that you know like you only you only see what's on your timeline now in a in a in a sequential order. Like everything comes up as the newest now, which is perfect. No, you have to you have to change settings for that. Uh, well, most people have, as I've assumed at this and point. I, and um, I know that. Well, no, because I, I've i gaslighted myself on this because I want to see it both ways. So I run the R Street Fighter Twitter account, which is at Reddit SF, and I have my own personal right. one, which is Super Joe Monday. And I've made my personal one straight timeline-wise, so I see things in sequential order. But the Reddit SF one, uh, I've kept that normal twitter algorithm uh and it's in my opinion that is the fucked up way to look at fgc twitter because you'll continually see people's like announcing that they're going live on twitch 12 hours after they've announced they've gone live on twitch that happens every day almost every morning when you look at twitter it's like i'm going live on twitch posted 11 hours ago Okay, I can see that. I can see that being an issue. I just wish there was more content made on the website, on the actual, like somewhere where it could be hosted there for like a long period of time. Yeah, something archival. Yeah, and it helps for SEO. It helps for, you know, bring attention to your brand. 
there's a big rant with that, but I won't get into that. But basically, the content that is made by esports teams, yeah. like for the FGC, it's not good right now. It's not. It's not good at all. Some teams are doing great, but they're still lacking in big areas, and it's like, yeah. yeah. If so. I can pitch, I think that Hitbox does a good job because they have to teach people how to use their equipment. Work with people like automatic, like in his Sagat yeah. guide, he's like, how to use, it, how to do a DP with a Hitbox, and I'm like, man, I might kind of consider one of these yeah because like automatic is a a super good teacher and b a good dude uh and like c makes really good content on his own so he was just gonna do it anyway uh and he's learning the hitbox and using it and is good with it uh i don't know i haven't used by the way uh full disclosure actually i don't know if i have to do full disclosure here because hitbox did not give me this hitbox delzone did uh i've been using a hitbox recently I'm not. How are you liking it? It's hmm. Uh, initially, I hated it. And <laughs> still, sometimes I when like when I get flustered, like when I'm in because I don't get to play that often anymore. So like, uh, I don't have that level of familiarity with it that I should. Uh, so like when I get flustered now, like it's still in moments where I want to do something, my hands don't know what to do yet, even though in practice I can do the thing that I want to do. But initially I hated right. it until everything clicked. It was, it was when I find like, cause when I touched it, like it's got the small buttons, they're all very close together. And I'm like, I don't really understand why things are the way that they are. Why is the jump button so close to the light kick button? Why is it like, Oh, that's where my right hand is. I can just use my right thumb to jump. Oh, I can just slide my finger off here and use my right. Th it, like everything started to make sense about how it was even constructed to go. Oh, the hitbox is very good. It is very well designed from like size of buttons to what kind of buttons they use to the position of the buttons. Like all of that makes sense to me now after getting my hands on it and going, oh, I can do a headbutt into a 720. Cancel. Easy. I can do that whenever I want now. But it wasn't until I had like sat down with it and forced myself to learn it to go, oh, uh, that's why this, th this thing is made this way. It took me a couple of sit-downs and a couple hours to just go, uh, what am I doing? And I still, granted, I still have moments like that where my hands don't know what to do. Uh, but after that period, it's starting to make sense. And I think I understand the, the draw here. Uh, can I recommend it? I don't know. Maybe if you want a hitbox, get a hitbox, but yeah, they're cool. They look cool. Always like, I've always liked the look of a, of a, of a, of a hitbox. I I've tried it. And I think if I had more time with it, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm personally, I, I love the aesthetic of a, of an arcade stick so much that, yeah. It's hard, but I feel like I can play on multiple. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it always seems like a time issue with like switching back and forth. Like, yeah. you just gotta hit that point where you're just comfortable. The weird thing is that I still get, I use it for during the, uh, during the tournaments now, the Monday tournaments, and I will constantly get phantom limb that I'm, I reach down with my left hand to grab the stick just any old time because I'll have my stick on my lap to control the the lobby right invite right. people to the lobby so at any time during this tournament i'll just like reach down and touch the stick because that's just where my hands rest uh in multiple times i'll like i'll reach for it and whiff and just go 
like, there should be something <laughs> there. And I just kind of go, there's nothing. And I go, oh, I have to look down and realize, oh, no, it's gone. It's been cut off. That's uh, very strange. Uh, but that's my, that's, all right, They that's enough advertisement for Hitbox. I see now their funds have run out. Uh, the, the, the check cashed, and I can be done talking about them. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, take that one straight to the bank. Uh, He's worth plenty, right? I know. Uh, last thing I'll say: uh, anyone who runs a local, use the LFN. It's super good. I highly recommend it. It's on the front page of the R Street Fighter. There's links somewhere. I guarantee it. Uh, and in the near future, we're gonna change things up to make it much easier to submit scores. So look forward to that. That's my pitch. Uh, I'm done covering stuff. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover that we haven't touched upon yet? before we uh, start closing up? Uh, one last thing uh, about the Red Bull in a regional finals. Ooh, okay. Say how cool it was for Punk to run a mirror match with Nephew using Colleen. Like, how amazing is that for that man to pick up that character? Yeah. Who else uses against, that character? Yeah. Mean. Against a person who I think is, I don't know if I can, I don't even know if I can say he's the strongest Colleen now. I don't uh, know if I can say that. That's it's the like problem. Is like <laughs> nephew, the best. neon. I guess punk now. <laughs> In contention for best Colleen, I don't know. Like it's a good argument. They the thing is they all play that though. character differently. Yeah, I punk think. is very footsies, like like reaction based. Like mm-hmm. and neon just has some gross setups. Like I was at SCR and that man hit me with some disgusting things and looked over like yeah it's fine. I'm like man dude. Yeah, there have been multiple times where I've I've asked him after seeing something in tournaments, say, how do you block that? He just responds, you don't. Yeah, that same thing. I was like, how do you counter it? He's like, you don't. You don't. You get hit by it. I'm sorry. You just get hit by it. You were getting a hit, and now it's my turn to just hit you. And sorry, but you get hit by it. Uh, Good dude. And all by the way, all of them, uh, nephew, neon, punk, good dudes. Uh, so congratulations to Punk for for taking the North American regional finals, sealing his spot in Capcom Cup. Very, very good. Like he's been, you know, off and on this. He's been hot and cold this yeah. uh, this this uh, this year, but he's been doing really good towards the end. And it all came down to picking a character that wasn't top tier. Imagine that. Imagine that. Or Gary, no, or that was a, that was a great event, and it was one of those things where. And this was true of last week as well. You know what? I'm going to redact that. Because mm, I think there's a much longer conversation. I don't know if I want to have this conversation right now. Because I haven't necessarily fully formed my thoughts on this. But the the conversations happening last week versus the conversations happening this week are are different in a very specific way. Because if you look at this week's last tournament... It was a, an open tournament, open to everybody, uh, anyone who went. And they had a bunch of casual setups. It was a player's tournament. If you went to that tournament, you had a great time, I guarantee it. Like, I don't think I heard anyone say poo about that tournament. The TOs did a great job. And it was TOs that, like, I would recognize from other events. Like, they have continually done a good job all year. But you look at last week fully different experience of an invitational way more highlights in terms of gameplay i feel happened the week prior versus this week 
and I don't, I, I haven't fully formed this thought, but I feel like that's, I feel like Red Bull made the argument for here's how you run a good open tournament and here's how you run a good invitational, like in within a week. So I'm like, my mind is kind of blown, like sitting in like, just thought of wait a minute like like there is totally space for both kinds of events uh and they both have different effects on uh, the conversations that people are having in and around the game but again don't forget that they also did the pit um that was an oh, eu focused yeah, one that also had like a 3v3 tournament style going on which was actually really entertaining to see yeah like the variants there too it's just they do such a good job just all around the board they do such a good job Whatever with them, but man, they are far and above probably probably my favorite like sponsored organization oh, yeah. that's been working with the FTC like by far. 100%. Just the amount of work they put they put in, like you know, they, they're just they're ridiculously good. But yeah, you, you're definitely right that they're 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 kind of giving best you know, case scenario stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You compare E League to like, and E League does good. Don't get me wrong; they've had issues, but like the Red Bull mm-hmm. somebody, and that's more palpable and enjoyable than just like e-league which is you know it's got its own crowd but like mm-hmm. one that's just like more entertaining for someone who doesn't know fighting games to watch and all of this will be leading up to capcom cup it is it's one of those things where i feel like it's almost unfortunate that red bull hit back-to-back home runs and the next premiere we have is capcom cup positivity we're gonna end it with the end <laughs> we're gonna go off in the end i mean i am i have high i i really hope they crush it i really hope they do that's all that's all i'm saying you know I really hope it's good man they're gonna be i think all the matches are gonna be amazing i think all the players obviously deserve to be there yeah i think the last chance qualifier i can't wait to see who's gonna make it uh in terms of production they, yeah. they usually do a pretty good job uh in terms of announcements who knows well they're in that much smaller space now they're they're in the esa arena at uh, the luxor much smaller than the uh the theater that they had before so they're dealing with a smaller space dealing with smaller number of people that are even like allowed in the room yeah that's gonna be i went last year to capcom cup and it was great to be in that big space so but does that help them? I don't. I don't know. I, I'm. I am so tentatively nervous about this event. But I hope. I hope they do well. It is. Teed yeah, up. I really want. It's teed up. They. They. They've got. This is a, a stream of great things that Capcom's done. Street Fighter Five is looking mm-hmm. better. The meta is looking better. We're not seeing as many top tiers and things like that. We're seeing more variants. Right. Oh, and then all of a sudden, an explosion of. We've got some new things. You know, maybe some. Mm-hmm. I don't know what new mechanics will, will come. Xkira or whoever leakers or whatever, or what new characters yeah. are coming. But I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, you know what I'm looking forward to? I got to hear your answers to these questions that I ask every person who is their first time on the show. All right, lay them on me. We're coming down to it. Uh, before I let you go, I have to ask you these two questions. Uh, it's a two-parter. Uh, the first part of the question is, and I think that these questions really, they let you know about a person. I feel like it can tell a lot depending on the answers. Uh, and the first question is, what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? Normal attack. Can I use a special? Can I sure. cheat and use a special? Yeah, okay. you can use a special if you want to go that way. 
I and all the Street Fighter games that he's appeared in, I love Sagat's Tiger Uppercut. Like Oof. every single one of them, there's so there is something about like you're laying on all these tiger shots, right? Mm-hmm. And then they try to jump. You feel that frustration of them jumping, and you just knock them out of the sky, Boom. or just like you're right, Tiger man. Uppercut. Like you're clipping a limb that maybe maybe should shouldn't work. Maybe that's a whiff punish. Maybe it's a wish punish. You don't know. Yeah, just hitting them with that with any 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 of those level the levels of the tiger uppercuts. I love them. I love seeing it. It's like it's so perfect. Yeah, so plays a god. Even though he doesn't have that frustration factor that I like with a lot of characters, he he that so hitting that uppercut is just it's so good. Street Fighter Five, like the sound effects and everything, it's just yeah, it's yeah perfect. it sounds like it hurts. It's absolutely perfect. And like it, it still looks the same way that it has over the years. It's the way that he moves forward. The back is shown, and he does the flip at the end. It's the whole, the whole motion to it is just really satisfying. It's 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 a exclamation point to the end of a sentence of "Oh, you're gonna jump now." I'm ending that right here. Yeah, no, definitely my favorite. It's nice and reliable, nostalgic. It's just perfect. Just yeah. the perfect move. All right, good answer. Uh. And then I can follow up this question with what is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Favorite combo. So but <laughs> I, 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 I talk about this a lot, like how I think a lot of the older games are, are, are insanely busted, but there's so much fun to watch and, and kind of tinker with in the Street Fighter series. True. Um, I actually like them in Alpha 3 mm-hmm. and I don't have a, a particular favorite seeing activate and like just watching the dumb things that happen i like for instance you know saddam you know get him in the corner do a couple dunks on them may not be an infinite but just there's something cathartic about seeing someone get hit up in the sky and just get knocked up and down up and down in a street fighter game that's just so like different but it's so perfect specifically like when someone has someone in the corner when any character has any character in the corner and they they activate and it's just like oh no you're just gonna get hit over and over they just get the taps over and over. It's yeah. it's not something I liked getting hit by, but when I used to have the execution and, and you know I was able to do some of that, right. it felt great to do. Um, and I, I think I think a runner up mm-hmm. in the uh, fighting ex uh, two games or fighting ex I'm sorry Street Fighter ex two games uh, the Excel system where there wasn't really a particular combo in those, but the ability to make a combo out of just anything, mm-hmm. everything changed into everything when you activated it, like you over each other. It just yeah, you just do whatever you wanted. That freedom in both the games, even though they led to busted things, and I don't really inherently want them back in Street Fighter V, I liked them in those games that they were in. I like watching them. I like trying to execute some of the lower lower rung things that I could. And they kind of gave variance to like a lot of characters. Like the tools that they gave, especially the EX games, mm-hmm. some combos and that and that just like made the game ten times better. Now a kind of a side question, but have you touched Fighting EX Layer at all? Yeah. Um, so this is part of my problem that I have recently. I, there's too many fighting games and not yeah, enough time. That's absolutely true. And they're all good. That's the trouble. I, I can't find a game. There's rarely a game that will come out that's a fighting game. I'm like, man, I don't know if I like. Like, I can find games mm-hmm. of other genres that are not good. Like, Fallout 76, I hear, is not good. I can be like, I'm not, I can pass on that. Sure. But, like, like trash. X Layer comes out. Dunk. I'm like, I could just. Um, another fighting game comes out. I have to buy it. Like I'm at the store with my money. I yeah. have bought a game this 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 generation. Fighting Soul Calibur, such so, so good. Dragon Ball, super good. Uniest, super good. And heck, you know, even complete yeah. Street Fighter. I love it. I love Street Fighter. I love Marvel. I 
I love Marvel Marvel Infinite. I, I, is, <laughs> it is a fun game to play. Looks like shit, but I love it. It is one of my favorite games to play of all time. And like, sure. honestly, it's funny because like if, when people like if they're spectating, they'll be like, yeah, this game looks like shit. I'm like, sit down and play this game for like just one match. I guarantee yeah. you'll love it. Yeah. I've got people hooked on it in my locals. They, all they do is play it for a second. And they're like, man, we're playing this. We're playing yeah, this now. Yeah, I bought the game yesterday. Fun because what I thought I could do in a combo, I was allowed to do. And that's fun when you have that kind of free. But I don't know about that game. It is actually still funny to me because the the supermarket uh, that I go to for like odds and ends whenever I need just something to pick up from the store, uh, they actually mm-hmm. recently added a, I forget what the box is called, but it's like, it's one of those things where you can rent a game at any time. Uh, it's kind of like a red box, but for for video games and it's blue. And sometimes on that box, it has one screen that like sometimes shows trailers and it shows the old MVCI trailer with bad Chun face. And I know it. I see it almost every time I go in that supermarket and it's like the bad supermarket, you know, like when you're going like I have a good supermarket I go to and a bad supermarket I go to this is the bad yeah, yeah, one second choice. <laughs> this is my second choice this is my second tier supermarket and it is just so fitting to me that every time I go in it I see the bad chin face and I, I leave just smiling going ha! <laughs> they well, at least you brought joy that. to us in some way indeed uh, but no, it's a fun game and there are so many good fighting games and there's so many good fighting games to come. Like Sam, I forget the name of it. It's, it's the new Samurai Showdown. Samurai Soul? Showdown. Soul? Or, oh, Samurai Spirits. Spirits, there it is. Uh, that game looks, I mean, they haven't really showed a whole lot, but I'm excited for it. I'm very excited for Amazing. it. Amazing. It's like when Street Fighter 4, what I wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah. It is, to me, It if they make it, the Street Fighter Four of Samurai Showdown games, then I'm in. Like if they basically oh, yeah. revamp what they did in two, but kind of modernize it and make it its own thing. Oh, I am so in on that game. I'm, I'm so, so ready in. for it. I, I used to be a big Sam Show fan back, like back when I was a kid. I kind of dropped out of it after like the third or fourth game because there's so many, and I was like, I could play other SNK games, but man, I mean, like KOF is, is good too. I mean, it's good, but man, Sam Show was like, I with that a little bit better. That's one of the games I started out with when I was a kid. Like, so, you know, nostalgia thing speaking. All right. Well, I think that's a show. Very good answers uh, to that question. I think that tells a lot about you and your character. Uh, but that's a show. Before we go, I, got, I have to tell you, thank you. Uh, for joining me on the show and thank you for spending the time out of your afternoon to uh, talk about fighting games. It's been a pleasure. It's always, always will do that. Especially with fighting games, I'll spend hours. It's all good. It's so easy. It's so easy to do because fighting games are so good. Uh, but before you go, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me uh, on Twitter at St. Cola. Uh, I don't have a Twitch or YouTube or any of that stuff uh, yet. Uh, and you can find my articles and my bio uh, if you want to look at those. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm mainly on Twitter. Word. All right. And that's the show, folks. You can find me at Super Joe Monday or at Red SF on Twitter, or you just hop on our Street Fighter and find me, Joe underscore Monday. That's a wrap, folks. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone who's sitting down. Or here's the other thing if you find yourself alone on this Thanksgiving or feeling alone uh, or feeling ostracized by your family, hit up the, the Reddit account. 
say, I'm feeling alone because you got family in me. I will be your family. FGC is fam. That F stands for family as far as I'm concerned. True. That's actually very true. (laughs) Uh, but no, so if you, by the way, if you're feeling alone, uh, you are not alone. There's tons of people, uh, who are willing to step up. I'm sure. Uh, but hit me up. I'll, I'll talk to you for that, but that's a show. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody else out there. Uh, before we go, I have to spend one more minute talking about your, what's your Thanksgiving tech. What's like your, what's your approach? What's your, what are you looking for? What are you looking to get in? What are you, what are you, what are you looking to trash yourself with? Okay. So here's, here's, here's the, here's the real tech. I've learned this over the 31 years of my life here Okay. in the morning. I don't know why people don't eat. They're like, I haven't eaten all day. That's not the tech. What you Mm -hmm. do is you eat a little bit you clear out your stomach right when you get there and then you get your plates ready. You do a big plate and then small portions after that. Mm -hmm. Kind of converse with family, you know, check your phone, do what you got to do. You have to you have to kind of portion yourself after, but I always believe in a big plate first and then small portions after. I'm with you on that. Obviously. With yeah. you on that. When you so let me ask you this. Uh cranberry sauce, yes or no? No. Get that garbage out of here. I don't I don't even want it to touch my plate. Don't even touch my plate with that. <laughs> Disgusting. Are you a mixer or things by themselves? As long as it's not sweet stuff. Okay, that's sweet fair. Sour stay stay separate. Yeah. Cause like you can get like some yams, uh, by speaking of which, uh, sweet potatoes, marshmallow on top or no, no. Cause that's a no, thing. No, marshmallows. no marshmallows on top. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, too, no, no, no. too sweet for me. Born on Valentine's day. Too sweet. Uh, already sweet. Uh, no, I'm with you on that. Uh, but I disagree on cranberry sauce and I take, I'll take it from the can where you can slice it. Oh, that so put gross. that garbage in my mouth. I love it. So good. Oh, just trash. Just trash. <laughs> uh, ready whip or cool whip on your pumpkin pie? I'm a cool whip kind of guy. I'm a cool whip. Right on. Uh, okay, that's enough uh, turkey talk. It's enough talking turkey. Have you ever tried to deep fry a turkey? Dad did, and he did He did a pretty good job with it. Like, it actually Damn. turned out really well. Like, I actually almost prefer deep fried turkey if my uncle didn't have, like, these injected ones that are, like, Ooh. even better. He's so. injecting his turkey? Like some like flavor stuff or whatever, and someone like you're getting a flavor blasted turkey. It's a turkey. Damn, it's it's ridiculous. It's like Guy Fieri's in the kitchen right now. (laughs) He's taking you to Flavor Town. Man, I don't want to ever leave. I'll put it that way. He's elected mayor of Flavor Town once again. I'm a citizen Uh, for life. Which I could go off on Guy Fieri. People give that guy shit for having a bad for a bad haircut style and shirt. But he's like a fucking saint. Um, yeah, he's a really good dude. He, he, as he's it turns out, he's, really like, nice guy. he's like a, he's a super nice guy, and is like always donating his time and efforts to like disaster relief. He's he's like shit on by everybody though. Like and like all he awful. did was have bad hair. That's it. And we're gonna we collectively decided. Nah, it's time to sh- it's time to shit on the mayor of Flavor Town. Hey man, that's blow up culture. Blow up culture in uh, Flavor Town, right there. That's, that's true. No one's willing to talk about his efforts to for disaster relief, but everyone's willing to talk about tips. his shitty goatee. <laughs> just his frosted tips and stuff. Just that. Uh, uh, 2018. My God, frosted tips. All right, that's the show, folks. We'll catch you again next week. Happy Thanksgiving, FGC family. We good. Uh, but until next time, take care, folks. <laughs>